Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's Aralda Maglara, and welcome to another podcast episode of A Fit Life on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? For those of you who are into fitness apps, and that certainly qualifies me as one, well, this episode is tailored just for you. We have today on the show the co-founder of an online fitness software app called Chemtide. And the amazing thing about this app is that it can actually see you and give you real-time feedback. You guys are going to want to stick around and find out more about this. Um, his name is Mike Tellem, and Mike Tellem is with us all the way from Israel. So please help me welcome to a fit life, Mr. Mike Tellem. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks. Uh, good to be here on your podcast, and uh, thanks a lot for having me. Oh, it's it's a it's a pleasure to have you on the show. So, before we get into the app, which is fa- quite fascinating, guys, um, I've had a chance to uh, explore it myself. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, so I'm uh, almost 45 years old, uh, and you look great, by the way. <laughs> I appreciate. It. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that, that I knew that baby face would come in handy eventually. Uh, True. <laughs> Go took on. Took about 40 years, but yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I live in Israel with uh, with my lovely wife and uh, two uh, two kids that are getting bigger and bigger, 13 and 15 years old. Um, so the bigger, the older one can already beat me up, so it's a problem. Uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and also a beautiful dog named Bella. Um, I've been in uh, high tech uh, for the past uh, 20 years or so. Uh, even though I studied psychology, I kind of accidentally got into high tech in one of the previous uh, bubbles, but decided that it's a good place to stay, even though it is a roller coaster. True. Absolutely true. So um, did you always grow up wanting to be an entrepreneur? Was it something that you just something in the back of your mind or you just how did that how did so, that progress? yeah um the, the short answer is no and the interesting part is that even as i was getting into high tech uh, and you know you started you start kind of hearing stories about startups and sometimes exits this this i'm talking about you know late nine, 1990s and early 2000s uh i was actually always the guy that explained to my colleagues you know just get being like in a good position eventually getting to be an executive making good money that's actually your best bet 
you don't need to. And they, and they, they use, always used to joke about, you know, how I, I was the one always saying, why do you need this risk? I mean, statistically speaking, it, it doesn't, doesn't work out. Um, and I had some friends, you know, say, yeah, we should do something because it's always like this glamorous thing, opening a startup. It's like the pinnacle of what you're supposed to do in high tech, uh, especially if you don't know how, how difficult it is. Um, uh, and, and, and I also say, you know, well, I'm not going to do it unless I have a real, really good idea. Uh, and that happened around 2008, 2009, uh, where I think I was enough time in the market and spent some time in different companies. So you start getting an understanding for how things work and what's missing. Um, and one of those times, I, you know, I took it a few steps forward with uh, my best friend from high school, actually, okay. uh, whose name is... Mickey, so we're Mike and Mickey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we used to joke that we should call the company M&M, but that was big. <laughs> That's um, a good one, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and notice the trend in 2009, right before the previous crisis, the financial crisis, we opened up uh, Inside Terra, my first startup. Mm -hmm. uh, so apparently I'm, I'm, I'm in the business of opening, you know, uh, creating startups during crisis times. Okay. So um, you have obviously a sports background, correct? Um, an Israeli team sports yeah. gold medalist. So tell me a little bit about that. So I was always into sports. Um, I always liked it. Obviously, uh, played around a lot outside. Uh, always liked uh, uh, things like you know soccer, basketball, all the stuff that you play outside with your friends. Uh, at a relatively early age, uh, I started uh, judo and then mixed martial arts uh, with the very strong backing of my grandfather, who was uh, also actually a black belt. Uh, so that was kind of natural for me to start doing that. So I started at age five. Uh, I think that by age 11 or so, I, was, uh, I, got, I got my brown belt. And then I actually moved for a couple of years to live in New York. Uh, uh, my stepfather worked in the, you know, in the, like in the diplomatic team. So that was very interesting. Um, and all through that time, I, I, most of the years I, I did judo. Uh, I ended up getting a black belt uh, while I was in high school uh, in mixed martial arts. And I played soccer uh, in a team, nothing too good, but you know, we played in a proper professional league. Sure. Uh, and I played a lot of squash and squash was very different because it was an individual sport. Mm -hmm. uh, and at least versus soccer, I felt that I control my destiny, if you may. So not necessarily the most popular sport. I think in the U.S., you know, racquetball is more popular, but it's very similar. Okay. Um, uh, and yeah, I was uh, the juniors champion for Israel a couple of times. Uh, but actually that trip to the U.S. kind of messed up. Uh, my sports career, if you could call squash that. Uh, but I've, I've always been into sports, you know, and, and been to a few competitions at a national level, obviously, and experienced, you know, that the, the importance of that experience of, you know, the tension, uh, winning, losing. Uh, uh, I think that was uh, a significant part of my uh, character building including some of the things that I missed out on, you know, because certain competitions were exactly, you know, when you're a kid, most competitions are during holidays. During holidays is when like uh, Boy Scouts and stuff have their trips. And I had to choose if I'm sure. going to the national championship or if I'm going to that trip. Uh, 
Uh, so there was also a price to pay. Of course, you got to sacrifice, right? That's what it's about. Yeah. Sacrifice yeah. is something, giving up something. What are the three top qualities of an athlete that help as an entrepreneur? I think that there are quite a few. If I have to, um, uh, and, and by the way, anybody that I interview that was a pro athlete immediately gets like 20 points extra uh, <laughs> uh, for, for the reasons that I'm going to say right now. Okay. Um, so I think that the one thing that everybody probably relates to is the fact that you're thriving for excellence. You're dreaming about excellence, right? You're willing to work so hard for excellence that is uh, uh, typically quite short-lived. I mean, it's not like you're, uh, I mean, you, you're working 98% of the time for that 1% of the time where, when you're on the podium uh, or you won, you know, the championship or whatever. Uh, and, and that thriving for excellence is very similar. And that dreaming about something that typically seems unattainable uh, is very similar to what happens in the startup world. There is no logic behind it. It is illogical to open a startup. The odds are against you. Mm -hmm. And if you open it a hundred times, you'll probably uh, uh, lose your money in most cases. Uh, and I think the same goes for certainly professional sports. I mean, we always look at the ones that have made it. There's no, uh, the, the, there's no the last dance about all of those that did not make it. And even when you think about Jordan, took him quite a few years to get to that ring, right? Absolutely. Um, the dedication, people who have been uh, pro athletes, and I don't even consider myself to be at the, you know, at really the top level, people who train for years just to get to the Olympics, where they might lose the first fight after 15 seconds. And that's it, four years of preparation. That dedication shows you character, like very few other things might, uh, maybe, you know, special units in the army sometimes, things like that. And the third thing that I don't think people pay enough attention to, and, and I think it's extremely important in startups, I, I put most of the reasons of why I think I've succeeded so far uh, around resilience. Um, look, when you're a, a pro athlete, most of the times you lose. You don't, you know, other than maybe a few that were at the top of the game for a few years, uh, yeah, you get a few gold medals, let's say, but you typically don't. And you won a championship, but you lost, you know, the 10 times before that and five times after that. Um, and that means that you're willing to lose. I think it's funny. I was thinking about this before the podcast, and I think being a winner means in some aspects that you're willing to lose. Most people would perhaps lose a couple of times, get depressed because it's annoying and will stop because it's, it's not fun, right? True. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, athletes are willing to lose many, many times only for that one time that they can win. And by the way, you know, when you're, when you're good in sports, you immediately start going up so you're good. So you, you're good at that group. They, they, they bump you up to the next group. And, you're the be and you see that a lot, for instance, in NBA, right? So you were the best one in your college. Okay, well, guess what? Now you're in the NBA. You're very average. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and it, you see that, you know, sometimes in special forces. You see that, uh, uh, obviously, in, in competitive sports uh, where there's always that next level. I had that in martial arts. You know, I was pretty good. I was not the best and I kept being bumped up 
until I got to the to the group that 90% of them were like way better than me. Uh, and you need to be willing to uh, work up that, that way and have that competitive spirit. And that competitive spirit means I'm willing to now lose for like six months because I'm hoping to win eventually. Right. Um, and I still do that today, by the way, <laughs> in my <laughs> swimming. Today I swim a lot. Uh, mm. 45 and we still we have a master's group and you know some of the people there have have you know previous swimming experience so obviously they have a lot of advantages and took technique and yeah. there's always this guy that i'm gunning for right. i have no idea if i'm going to get to him uh but i think about it a lot and that's what drives me i think and by just listening to you i you know losing um i think for a lot of people losing uh, it reinforces the idea. It gives them that extra motivation to, to continue, basically, because we're always looking at people that are doing better than us or looking at people that are more successful or whatever. But when you, when you uh, experience the losing, you know, whatever endeavor you might get, whether it's trying a, a new podcast or whether it be starting a, a new po an app or something or whatever, and when you're not getting your way and you're losing, that, I think that makes it stronger, right? It builds character. It builds uh, motivation for me. That's how I internalize it. Um, so, so that's a great point that, you, that you've mentioned, really. So it's, it's really well said. So let's shift now the attention to Kemtai. Okay, so how, how did Kemtai come about? What was it that you said, okay, we need to do something here, especially during these critical times that we're going through? So tell me a little bit about Kintai and how you came up with the idea. Yeah, so uh, uh, with me are my two co-founders, uh, Dr. Naomi Karen and Dr. Mor Amitai, our CEO. Um, they're very good friends. I've known them for a while, for I think 12 years or so. Naomi and me lived in the same neighborhood for many years. Kids went to school together. I always wanted to work with them. They had a previous startup uh, as well. So we were a relatively experienced group. They have been in the computer vision field for many years. Um, and we are all, you know, very uh, excited amateur athletes, right? I mainly swim nowadays, more loves running, Nomi's a Pilates instructor. So we all love it and we've all experienced the impact of feedback. Mm -hmm. And how important it is, not because, and trust me, I'm, going, I'm not going to any Olympics or anything, but I like it when I swim and, and, and the coach, you know, once or twice in the hour ex, uh, workout says, hey, Mike, you know, notice where your hand is entering the water. I understand how that improves. And the only obje objective that I have is just the improvement itself. I'm not getting anywhere, right? I just want to be better. Um, and, and we started on realizing how computer vision and sports relate. And there were some technological advancements that have enabled some things that were just extremely difficult or extremely expensive mm -hmm. uh, before that. And, and we decided to, to try to provide feedback as good as a personal trainer for everybody. Even if you can't afford a personal trainer or you can't afford to meet him more than once a week, uh, even if it's far away, and without needing to buy any special devices or special equipment, someone that something that would work, for instance, on your laptop. That's okay. how the idea. That's how the idea was born. And we set out to to develop Kentai as a software-only, uh, uh, you know, product that runs on almost any laptop. 
And when Corona broke out, the product was not ready yet, but it was decent. We just started kind of testing it around with friends and family and got pretty good feedback. Mm-hmm. And we've decided that uh, let's just release it for free as a beta version and, uh, and let people enjoy it. And, and it was quite successful. We, we have thousands of people in a, in a very short period of a few months using Kemtai, enjoying it very much. We were happy to see that they understand what it does and how it's supposed to operate. And now we're working on adding exercises and workouts, et cetera. Yeah, I think one of the things that stood out to me when I first logged into your, your app uh, was the fact that it is important, it's extremely important to be able to, to, to learn proper technique. Right to learn how to how to actually do an exercise the right way because that is the only way how you're going to improve. That is the only way how you're going to get excited about something and how to encourage people to continue. Right, because it's also a mental aspect of it. So that's what I found most interesting about the app. That the the app actually takes a body scan of your body and then you can you can match up with the instructor on the other screen and it like it tells you exactly if you're doing the exercise correctly if you're going deep enough so that that i think it's very interesting it's very unique that i have not seen in any other apps that are around so whose idea was that or that was was that something that you really had to uh make sure that you incorporated it i mean because it's it, it's a very for me that's a very important issue to keep and maintain proper technique yeah, so I think first and foremost, it came from uh, Naomi. Uh, but like I said, we all understand the importance of specific and immediate feedback. And it's not, again, not because any of us or the listeners are going to the Olympics. This is not for pro athletes. Correct. But if you want to burn more calories or if you want to get more muscles or if you want to just keep safe and not be, get injured, you want to do the exercise the right way and you want to get the feedback as you're doing it. If I tell you 20 minutes after you finished, hey, you know, you should improve this or that, you'll understand what I'm telling you, mm-hmm. but it's hard for you to implement it next time you work out. But if as you, you're going down in a squat, I tell you to straighten your back, immediately at that moment, you straighten it and you see your score getting higher. That gives you, first of all, that gratification of, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm listening, I'm, I'm doing better. Yes. Uh, and and, and the secondary thing that we didn't realize at first was, and now you actually have a score for these things to see how, how you've been improving because, you know, it's easy when you go out running, you know, mm-hmm. the distance, you know, the time, so you know how well you've done. Right. But if I tell you, you know, Hey, Raldo, go do some pushups, do 20 pushups. So how did you think that you did? You, I don't know. You feel like, yeah, I don't felt okay. I don't I don't know if I got a hundred or a 90 or an 82. And it's not that it's critical whether you got an 82 or an 84, but you do want to see that you're doing it properly and how well did you do it compared to last time? So suddenly you can do the same workout, let's say a 20 minute workout and you get a score for the whole workout and you can start seeing progress along the few weeks that you've been working out with Kemtai. And that's something that even a personal trainer, by the way, that we're not, trying to replace or anything. This right. actually helps personal trainers. We can talk about that later. Even a personal trainer can't measure how high you jumped or exactly how low you went in the, in the squat. And Kemtai, mm-hmm. because it uses accurate computer vision in real time, can do, can do that. 
the home fitness is gaining a lot of traction, especially now during COVID-19. A lot of the apps are becoming more popular. Do you see this trend uh, continue or at some point when we get back to normal? And I emphasize normal because a lot of people think it's going to be difficult to get back to some sort of normalcy, but we're all trying to get back to the way it was before. But do you see this trend moving forward? Do you see um, even other applications being developed? What is your thought on that, Mike? Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, we have to realize home fitness was always a huge market. When we were kids, you know, there was Jane Fonda, <laughs> yes. Ilad Yankelevich, all of those uh-huh. VHS cassettes and then DVDs. Mm-hmm. And didn't your parents and maybe even you had that, uh, you know, home exercise bike, a.k.a for hanging the clothes on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> so people have always tried to buy gadgets and stuff because they always wanted to work out at home without spending time driving, without the hassle, without having to set a specific appointment or a class. Mm-hmm. So that is going to remain, and I think that's going to get stronger, and not just because of social distancing, which is obviously part of it, and I hope it goes away, and we don't need it anymore, but it's probably going to stay here for the next few years. But because people like things that are on demand. If I have time to work out now, I don't need to need to drive anywhere. I don't want to call anybody and set the time or ask to get into class, right? I want it right now. And that is something that only home fitness can provide. Now, um, to do that, though, you want to be able to provide the same level of experience at home. Some things you know, we may or may not be able to provide in the short term, like the social aspect, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So definitely, if you want to go out and meet people, and when I go swimming, part of the fun part is that I meet my buddies there, and we swim together. Um, So that's part of it. Um, And it's going to be difficult, I think, to do swimming at home. Uh, But (laughs) a little bit, yeah. For other things like working out, you know, we're already thinking in Kimtai, how can I, for instance, I can work out with you, Raul. I can, I'll be able to invite you and we'll see each other, even we're different countries, different continents. We'll see each other. Mm -hmm. We'll see each other's scores. Maybe we want to compete, maybe not. And uh, uh, we'll be able to share that experience. And I think that home fitness will go more and more into uh, um, being able to obviously, you know, track what you're doing give you more and more feedback about what you're doing um, and share these experiences even in real time uh, while you're at home. And I think it even might get you to try out more things, right? Let's say, I don't know, your daughter or your son wants to learn dancing, right? Uh, Well, but should you enlist them to, to a group, pay you the monthly fee and whatever, or maybe they can try it out at home take a few classes with something that is just like that dance instructor was there. That's where we're heading with, with Kamtai. If you're a good personal trainer, then you can put your workouts in Kamtai and lots of people will consume them and you'll also make a you know, passive income out of it. And that's great for the, for the better trainers. That's fantastic. Today, a personal trainer is limited to seven, eight, nine hours a day they can provide you know, sessions, and that's it. Even if they're amazing, that's it. No, no, I, I completely agree. And obviously, you know, technology is still evolving, correct? So my theory is always to help as many people as I can. So uh, obviously, uh, 
writing a book and, and giving some, some public speeches and, and attending seminars and, and doing videos, right? You're always just to help people out. But I think technology is always, and, and it's increasingly becoming more uh, sophisticated as well. So it gives people an opportunity to say, okay, this is a great app. I, I can learn a lot from this app. And it'll benefit not only me spiritually, mentally, but physically, of course. And maybe I can help other people as well. So I, I think te technology is, is, is great. I think it's, it's, uh, it's wonderful. Uh, what I like, especially what the Kimtai app offers, is the fact that you have different workouts here, different lengths, different periods. Um, you know, and you also have uh, trainers on this. So tell me something that makes this app you know, special. Yeah, sure. I, I think obviously the main thing is the real time feedback. There are, everything out there is basically video. You see a video uh, and, and the trainer that tells you to do something and you can sit down and have a cup of coffee. The video continues just the same. You have no idea if what you're doing is right or wrong. Uh, other apps don't even show you a video. They just tell you, go, go and do this and document it, which is right. nice, but that's not it. And so, and it's not just to make your form better, which is critical. It just makes it more fun. You feel like you're not alone there. Someone is actually watching your back, literally, mm -hmm. and making sure that you're doing the right thing. And that is a huge difference between basically Kemtai and almost anything else out there. The second thing is, uh, you don't need to buy any device, a mirror or anything like that. Uh, uh, all you have to, for now, all you need is, is your laptop, right? If you're doing Zoom session, right. just like we're doing right now, or something right. like that, that's all you need. It's, the, it's, it's a very easy device. You can connect it to your TV if you want to use the large screen, whatever, it has a camera. Um, and and we'll, we will always provide free workouts. That's part of our vision and part of our core belief. We always want to provide free workouts. And only if you want the more varied types of workouts, then, then there'll, there'll be a, like a small subscription. Uh, and I think that the fact that you get all this real-time feedback, which is truly cutting-edge computer vision and AI, but you don't need to spend anything on hardware or devices, uh, that makes it available for everyone. Not everyone can buy a $3,000 device. Right. And even those devices don't give you any feedback, by the way. That's true. So I think that that makes Kemtai special. And, you know, having been able to make some money with my previous startup, I really wanted to work on something that does good. I'm not trying to pretend like a Mother Teresa or anything like that. But I didn't want to just join a startup of, or open a startup that's, uh, hey, you know, there's an opportunity here, let's, let's make money. Right. Um, if we can get more people to work out, and I really believe that that's the best medicine of everything, right? Work out, move around, uh, uh, be active, your life will be great. And if I can help a lot of people do that at their comfort of their home, uh, and get the feedback and get the, the direction that they need to make sure that they're doing it properly and they're doing it more effectively, then we've done our job. And by not requiring any expensive devices or anything like that and providing the real-time feedback, we enable the best form of fitness for everyone. How, how has the, the response been so far, Mike? 
So um, again, these are early days, of course, but people really love it. Uh, I think even more than uh, we expected. When we launched the beta, the first thing we just wanted to make sure that it works on on most computers. It's it's a pretty tough tech challenge to be able to work on your laptop. And I don't know what laptop you have and what's your video card and the camera, et cetera. Uh, and, and we saw that it works on more than 80% of the computers. And what was surprising to us at the end of the workout, we had a survey uh, asking people to answer a few questions. And we very quickly had a few hundred people uh, uh, provide us with feedback. And more than 82% said that they felt the feedback helped them in their training. And more than 90% said that they would recommend this to a friend. And this is really early days. You know, the initial version of, of the application certainly doesn't include many of the things we want to include. So that was very, very encouraging. Uh, and we're now doubling down on, you know, continuing to develop, you know, like a personal zone and a place for you to see the different workouts and how well you've done and adding more and more exercises. Um, we started out with about 10. Now we're going to, now we've added, we've doubled that. And we, you know, we want, we want to be able, we want to make sure that whatever the type of workout that you want to do, and if there are some exercises that you don't want to do, maybe you have a bad knee or maybe you hate jumping up and down, that you'll be able to select, you know, the workout that you want and get the specific feedback also from the type of trainer that you want. So you can choose the trainer and the workout changes based on that because it's based on that trainer's beliefs. A um, couple more questions. Um, where do you see yourself five years from now? Wow. <laughs> um, I think, uh, pro you know, probably in another one of these startups, but hope, but 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 hopefully something that's even more focused on just doing good. And I think one of you know the strongest feelings that I have is is trying to do something that helps people people that had or that have a, a you know less of a of, of a of an easy start like I did um, you know I, I'm not from a rich family or anything like that but I certainly had an easy life uh, uh, relatively speaking never had to wonder whether I'm gonna go to school or to university and stuff like that uh, and and you know you see around you a lot of people that had a lot less luck uh, and that's w what it's all about. Um, I hope to have time and resources to focus on that. I hope to have time and resources to perhaps do something around education. Uh, my wife's in education, uh, and uh, I also feel quite strongly about it. So hopefully my, ne my next uh, venture will be uh, totally focused on just uh, making this world a little better for the people that uh, uh, had less luck than I did. Last question. Give me some social uh, media contacts for you, the app, the website, and everything else. Where can people get either uh, reach out to you or get more information on the app? So uh, you can go straight to, uh, you know, kemtai.com. That's K-E-M-T-A-I.com. Uh, you can go to app app.kemtai.com and start working out with Kemtai. There are free workouts there. Anybody can try it out and you're welcome to do so. Uh, we have a growing uh, Facebook user group, Kemtai user group and Facebook with lots of, of our users that are, you know, exchanging the workouts and ideas and uh, experiences. Um, 
and we have also an Instagram account, you know, <laughs> trying to cover all, uh, <laughs> all the basics, cover right? all bases here. <laughs> yeah. Twitter, Instagram, uh, et cetera. Just, uh, look up Kemtai. You'll find it. It's a, it's a pretty special name. I think, yeah, the Instagram is Kemtai virtual fitness and there's content there. Uh, but most importantly, just go to Kemtai.com, try the software out, uh, have a good time with it. Send us any feedback that you have. Uh, we're constantly trying to improve. Well, Mike, listen, I, I wanted to thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing your thoughts and ideas, um, you know, personal as well as your app. I think this is a great app. It really is. People should really try it out. All the best to you and family and your business partners. And um, hopefully we can have you back on the show in, in, some, uh, in some time and, and maybe tell us a little bit more how things are evolving and developing. And hopefully everything will go right for you. Perfect. Thanks. You know, it's been a pleasure uh, joining you and uh, everybody out there. Keep safe and uh, keep fit. Yes. Thank you, Mike. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that is it for this episode of A Fit Life. I want to thank Mike Tellum for being on the show again. Very interesting conversation. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you did, please subscribe and rate this show on iTunes. We are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Any comments or questions you'd like to submit, you can do so at Geraldo Meglara on Instagram and Twitter. In closing, if you're interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For a fit life, I'm Geraldo Meglara here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.